0: Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and I've entitled today's morning briefing, Contentment May Be Yours. Have you ever known someone who possessed contentment? It's a gift like no other. It will erase lines from your face and make you look younger. It cannot be purchased and cannot be taken from you. It will make you a pleasure to be around, help you feel settled inside, give you a good attitude, enable you to be at peace, even if the world seems to be falling apart, even if your body fails you or is in great pain, will make complaining a thing of the past, and when you have it, it will be accompanied by a heart that is thankful and glad, and a soul that is assured. Who is the most contented person you know? Would you say that you are contented? Is your heart at peace? Does your countenance reflect contentment? Do you think you could be content? Since I'm confident that all of us would love to be, let's try to figure it out. In the last couple of briefings, I discussed legacy, knowing your purpose and establishing priorities accordingly, thereby limiting frustrating distractions. I truly believe that knowing contentment is directly related to life flowing out of these. My mom She was the role model of contentment. She grew up so poor, how does the saying go, poor as a church mouse, the second oldest of 11 children, often living in a tent in the Midwest because her father had gambled away his paycheck. Mom was married to my dad for almost 62 years, but never had a wedding ring, never went on a honeymoon. Instead, she was married at the courthouse at noon and went to work packing asparagus in a cannery at 3 o'clock. She wasn't educated by the world's standards, not even having completed high school, but she was so wise, and she was a study in contentment. The dictionary defines contentment as satisfaction, but the Greek word used to describe contentment in the Bible doesn't just mean to be satisfied or to have sufficient, but to have an attitude that lets us be satisfied with whatever is available. I remember being deeply impressed with Paul and his ability to be content, even when he was shackled, in pain, and in prison. He said, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Paul passionately pursued God, and he lived on purpose his priorities kept him focused. And then, when he was physically and mentally tortured, he knew, my God will supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Paul knew the source of all good things, and he trusted him. Those verses come from Philippians 4, verses 11 and 12, and then my God will supply all your needs from verse 13 of the same chapter. Contentment is for the now. You see, It is not uncommon for us to think, I'll be happy when, everything will be better when, if only, if I could get this, or be, then I'd be happy. Not so. Contentment is not found in possessions, accomplishments, or station in life. Those are icing on the cake, but certainly not the pathway to inner joy. Experiencing contentment usually involves the elevation of our thinking, evaluating our life purpose, which, I pray, is a passionate pursuit of God, and establishing accompanying priorities, for as Paul later wrote in 1 Timothy 6, Godliness with contentment is great gain. Contentment may be yours, friends. Go after it. Passionately pursue it in the Lord. If you'd like to see this in its entirety, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Morning Briefings, and the title again is Contentment May Be Yours.